Welcome to a very, very special episode of Crap Movie Club, a bonus episode to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the podcast. Uh, you may well notice that the normal dulcet tones of our host, Max, are not ringing through your ears. That's because I, Jordan, have been lumped with the hosting job today, and thankfully I've assembled a ragtag squad of friends to join us, kicking off with the usual suspects, Max Knight Shyamalan. <laughs> nice. Hello. Happy to be here on the other side of the table. Tim Burton. Yeah, I like that. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> Lauren Bigelow. <laughs> Do you say Lauren Bigelow? <laughs> yeah. Is that a famous director? European famous female Lauren director. Bigelow, really famous Fam- director. <laughs> but, um, yeah, hi. Lovely to see you all again. I, I thought he was making a very different reference. No, 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 no. <laughs> and uh, Tommy Tarantino. Hello. Good to see you all. You may well have noted from my careful wordplay that everyone has been name smashed with a famous director. Why? Well, today's episode, we're going to be taking on the enviable position of becoming directors with a blank check, a contact list to Hollywood's A-list, and an investor, myself, desperate to find the best possible sequel to one of his favourite films of all time. That investor, me, the film The Truman Show. So I think it's worth talking about the film a little bit, give a bit of context. So the Truman Show revolves around Truman, a normal guy living in a normal life, or so he thinks. Um, At the end of the day, he finds out that it's a TV show that's written about his life. The world is watching him. His his life is being controlled by someone in a TV studio. And at the end of the film, he finds out that he can break through into the real world. And what I want to take from you guys today is where would we take the Truman Show legacy from here? So to give a bit of context... I'm looking for a film with a beginning, a middle and end, so basic story plot. Uh, Each film should have an identified cast and a bit of background around why they were chosen as a cast. And each pitched film should have a title. So pretty classic, basic stuff. Um, And all of the directors will be scored on four basic criteria. Relevancy to the source material, entertainment value, story and casting. Each worth 10 points with a hidden bonus point if they match a criteria that, if you've listened to my fecal sequels, you'll probably have figured out what that is, but it seems like from the preamble, no one knows what it is, so we may not be getting any bonus points out. Um, if there's somehow a draw, I've also created the bonus round, which I'll discuss as and when that happens. So is the premise clear, potential directors? I think it's clear. I'm surprised that no one really knows uh, how to get the bonus points. Surprised the most by Tim, because he's normally so competitive in these situations. You know Tim's going for the win, but I think he might have taken his after ball there. So mm. It's something I do with nearly every theme film sequel that I do. Yeah, you turn it into so- Sonic. That's all you do in every film. Or you turn <laughs> it back into Mario or something. Well, maybe that's it. Um, so I think, I think that the, we've got the scoring criteria pretty clear. I want to. We're using a random name generator to figure out who's going to go first. So, should I spin the wheel? Spin it. Well, can you share the screen so we can see it, please? There's oh, no sh- funny business. Yeah, okay. It's very keen of you. Wow. <laughs> can I wow. point out that I think whoever goes last is going to do best in this, so I'd like to go last. That's my goal. No, I, well, think, I, think, I think there's going to be a repeat of certain ideas. The wheel decides, so Tim kicks us Tim off. <sighs> I'm quite happy Good with boy. that. Yeah, I'm happy. Okay, so Tim. <laughs> Truman has just left the dome. What's happened? Uh, what is happening next? Okay, so I'm going to give you... I'm already breaking from the format that you wanted, Jordan. Just straight up. I don't care. Um, and I'm going to give you like a 30-second like elevator pitch to start off with. Because I think you're all going to have comments at the end of it. Because it's something we almost talked about in the preview. So I might have fucked it already. 
Um, so the 30 second pitch is essentially you, the film starts with Truman breaking out, meeting the girlfriend. He then kind of goes on a pretty hard litigation scene and sues them for like all the money in the world, false imprisonment, all that kind of stuff. He wins, gets absolute millions. Life falls apart, though, becomes a hermit, goes full max is what I've got written in my notes. Good. <laughs> yes, got a laugh already. Yeah, bonus points for that, yep. Um, and then basically as part of this little mini pitch, it is kind of what you guys are talking about. It's, they then basically fall on hard times the network and it hen- ends up being they try and do it in real life. So I feel like you guys will have comments because you already didn't like that idea when someone brought it up naturally um, a second ago before I jump into my plot. Or do you want the cast first, Jord? I'd like to, well, if, if it feels conducive with your story, you can you can introduce people as they come into the into the fold, or you can tell me up front. Um, I'm going to do it as they come into the fold, because I feel like I'm going to have to explain who some of them are. The okay, actors. great. Good. Okay. I feel like Lauren will probably know who most of them are. Max, most. Tom, most. Jordan, do you none of them? Almost none. Yeah, almost <laughs> zero. Exactly. Who has yeah. no knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> Pretend I've never seen a film, Tim. Pretend I've never seen a film. Who's this incredibly famous person you want to cast? Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. So um, I'm going to start off with Act One. There's lots of exposition. So this is my beginning. And unlike Max in our last podcast, it's not going to be the first two scenes. Um, so we see Truman. He's outside the courthouse. It's him having won all that money and that kind of litigation. We then kind of smash cuts through a couple of different like years and stuff like that he's really struggling with the fame he tries to lead a normal life like he was used to it just doesn't work this is where he goes full max he becomes a hermit with his like absolute shed loads of cash in a huge house and all that kind of stuff while this is happening because there's three planes of action happening the entire time through the film um we see the network that had the that had the show really struggling and they turn to kind of what Lauren was talking about earlier, like standard reality TV. But obviously people have had something that's more like pure and closer to reality when someone didn't know they're being filmed. So it's all staged and all that kind of stuff, but nothing really works. Nothing's real enough. Okay. And then our third plane of action across the first act is where we meet our set our new Truman. Essentially this guy though is living out in a, he's living a normal life in the real world. He doesn't know his, he's being recorded or anything like that, and it's all kind of hidden from him. So that's basically our setup in Act 1. Okay, okay. So, so, so some questions for you. Yeah. What was, the, what, was, what was the exact fallout of Truman leaving the, the Dome? Because there was a little bit at the end of the Truman Show OG where people just start turning off their TV sets, right? They're no longer interested in that story. They're kind of over it. It's, it's finished for them. So does, yeah. he, does, he, does he have a bit of a two-sided relationship with the public where one is like, get over yourself and one is still following around the whole time. What's his, yeah, what's so his kind of... His struggles with it are that he just wants to be a normal person, but that's never possible for him again because literally everyone on the planet knows his face. So okay. he's basically mobbed and harassed by people everywhere he goes. He like somehow like changes his name, all that kind of stuff. He goes to a job interview and they're just like, yeah, you've got it because they know who he is and all that kind of stuff. So he just knows right. that it's... Not a real experience, regardless and, of what he tries. Okay, and this new—I'm going to call him Newman because I don't have his name yet. The new Truman. How 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 is he being sought out? Is he someone that's just a randomer? Is he a, a celebrity? What's the background, or is that act two? 
No, so he's. A, I'll give you this in Act One. He's basically random. Um, that then is basically almost semi-sold by his parents into okay. it. So Ooh. they're complicit in everything that's happening to him since like birth. Okay. They're like down it? on their luck. Um, in the film, he's roughly, I'd say, mid twenties ish. So okay. just getting out into life. Sold him. Not sold him, but they're complicit in all of it. Um, imagine if you will in. Uh, what's it called? The boys, where the parents know they're injecting them with the stuff to make them superheroes. Spoilers if anyone's not watched it. It's similar to that, so Should they're in on it the whole time. Okay, so they were in on it, but basically he's just a normal yeah. mid-twenties guy. Yeah, this okay. is actually probably where I should actually say who I'm going to cast for that role, isn't it? Yeah, that feels like we've spoken about him enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm casting for, for that, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, fuck okay. off, Tim. That's literally <laughs> my cast. <laughs> oh, no. I, knew, I, I thought more of the people oh would go God. for him. Well, Tim, um, if you explain who he is, then I can rank Lauren higher when I know who he is. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a film Jordan will have seen that he's in and he probably won't have done. But, it's unlikely. Um, he's a young, like, up-and-coming actor. Well, not even up-and-coming anymore. He's pretty established as pretty hot shit in terms of the acting game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in some really good films. Um, what's it called? Call Me By Your Name. Um, he's also in a film that I'm a big fan of that I've told you to watch about eight times, The King, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the new June film that's coming out next year as well. Okay. So he's kind of an established star. So we'd have a bit of pull at the box office um, with different age demographics as well. Okay, cool. I'm happy with Act 1. Cool. Act 2 then. So again, we're keeping the three planes of action happening the whole time, so I'll just yep. do each one at a time. Yeah. Um, so essentially... Act two is we sit, kind of see how his um, his life is managed and he's controlled into where he goes and all these things that happen and how the network have put this all through in the background. So we're then introduced to who is essentially like the big evil boss and that's okay. played by Ben Mendelsohn. Um, Jordan, for you, Ben Mendelsohn is in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah, I know Ben Mendelsohn is. I've got, the I've slimy got him, I've guy. Got him. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I've got him, I've got him. Again, known as a great actor, can give real depth to a pretty shitty character and make it work quite well. Okay. Um, but then we're also introduced in this part, the guy who's actually running the show, and he's kind of the nefarious genius, Machiavellian kind of guy that's running all of it, and he's played by Sean Harris. Okay. I love the idea of a movie exec in a big like pitch meeting, googling actors. Sat there on my phone. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Really interesting. Really interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've got him. I've got him. So yeah. he's in uh, the Mission Impossible films as a villain. He's in Prometheus again. Not a, like a big name, I wouldn't say, but once people recognise him, they kind of actually know who he is. He does a really good voice in the Mission Impossible that I'd want him to carry over into this, where he's kind of like growly, like he smoked like. 60 cigarettes a day. Can you so give us a blast? Give us a little blast, Tim. Mm. You've always got what you wanted, Ethan. We're face to face. It's like oh, that kind of like oh, little... <laughs> recast is it, Tim. I think I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, could be me. You never know. <laughs> Squeeze myself in there. I'm Essentially, he's my the running all of it. <laughs> He's the guy that's running everything, which I'm a big fan of. And then, kind of what you guys were talking about earlier it does start to get, and this is like the second act kind of piece for our new main character. People are starting to drift off it again because they enjoyed the school life bit because they're seeing someone, you know, get picked on all that kind of stuff and like go through those tribulations of like young adult life as he's getting out into the world and gets a job and all that kind of stuff. 
it's a little bit beige and it becomes a bit boring. So then they start kind of trying to throw tragedy his way, which kind of arouses his suspicions as we move on to the other plane of action in this, that he feels like something's changed, but he doesn't really know what's, what's driving it. Okay. And this brings us on to our third plane of action for act two. And this is Truman's back. So he's kind of been living his best hermit life in his massive (laughs) mansion from his lawsuit money. And he basically hasn't watched TV or interacted with social media and all these kind of things ever. And then he's like out one day, I think just at the shops and he sees like a billboard that has this guy's face on it. He's like, what the hell is this? Are they doing it again? And then basically act two is Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey stuff. There's a bit of slapstick kind of stuff in the background. Um, Him trying to get to our new main character and warn him about what's happening. Okay. But he's being thwarted again by Sean Harris, who's doing some like really good evil villain acting kind of stuff, which he's probably best at. Um, and then we're on to Act 3. So, Jordan, Act 2 questions? Uh, I, I just want to say right off the bat, Act 2 is, is really good. Really liking it. I think the I think the story. I think that I'm, I'm, Max I'm is laughing, my, so Max didn't. I'm, I'm putting my heart on my sleeve. I'm the investor here, Max. Pipe down. Um, this all happened in the dome, Tim, from the first film. No, no, this is actually he's out in the wild. Brand new set. Out in Brand the new wild. set. Okay. In in um, Act Two, you also see how they're doing it, and it's obviously because now because like 20 yeah. years later, they're using like how drones they, and like how little they, things. How are they hiding it from him though? His phone, his TV, all these things are controlled centrally by them. So if he's Okay. It's all just managed, so he's basically got firewalls that blocks anything to do with him being famous. That's quite cool. He could have like glasses that like That's crazy. Google yeah, and like his like school his... that he goes to and his college that he goes to, and then everyone's actors all fabricated. Yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. So he's like he's out in like the street. <laughs> they're normal people, but they kind of are like told not to interact with him and that kind of stuff. But everything else is managed in his life. So how he gets his job, all of these things are carefully managed. His girlfriend, played by. Lily Rose Depp, all managed and all kind of there to help control him. <laughs> they're together in real life. Well, oh, they're, in the, they're in the king and they have char- uh, chemistry to go as why I picked her. I didn't know they were yeah. going out in real life as well. They're together in real life now, Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp. There, there you go. go. Cute. Fuck it. The, Get me as think... a film writer. That's about <laughs> that's that's a cast, mate. <laughs> um, the thing that I really liked, Tim, and then I'll let you go on to Act 3, is the fact that Truman has gone from being the central point of, of public knowledge to being an absolute hermit and because he's gone so far the other way he's completely missed that it's all happening again i like the bit where he's kind of coming back and plotting to to go and stop this from happening so i'm interested to hear what happens in act three so act three are three planes of action as they should in all films come together um all good films anyway um so basically it starts off act three with truman getting to him um obviously they've learned from their mistakes with the the original truman show so it's actually broadcast on a slight delay. So they see Truman basically come into shot and it's just cut. So the rest of the world don't see what's happening. Obviously, they can still see it's happening. Truman yeah. basically blows the lid off everything for him and kind of basically tells him what's happening and all this kind of stuff. He goes into a bit of a crisis, a bit of an existential crisis even. He's like tormented, has no idea what's real, what isn't. Breaks up with Lily Rose Depp and all that kind of stuff. Goes mad. But then he kind of sits, contemplates on all of it, and he chooses to actually remain in the world. Truman's like, what are you doing, mate? That's madness. But he wants to be almost, um, what have I written? Oh, yeah, a positive example to people. So through all the stuff they're throwing at him to try and make him basically crack 
he's going to try and be a positive example to the world of how someone can be. Um, he's even like bring back the girlfriend because he technically is in love with her, even though her side of it is fake to him. And this is where there's a little bit of a twist. And I'm not sure about this bit. I came up with this slightly later on. And this is basically true McCon, except that someone's happy to go along with it. He then goes public with it and blows it off that like um, Timothy Chalamet's character knows everything and it all just crumbles. The network falls apart. He, um, our main character then like loses his job. Lily Rose Depp's not getting paid anymore. He's not getting paid. So she leaves him. He loses his house. He basically becomes destitute and it kind of turns Truman into a bit of a villain in the end because he can't deal with someone else being capable of dealing with something that he couldn't when he found out. And then it's, that's basically the end of the film. Okay. Really good. Really good. Um, I'd like to, cause we've been through five minutes. Oh, I'll wait more than the... five minutes. Sorry. I <laughs> sacked <laughs> off your nine minutes and a half. Let's go. Let's go for that. So, <laughs> okay. so, so I wanted to open the floor up to the rest of the directors and get some feedback from you guys and what you thought. And then I'm going to give my scores. So how, what is the general tone of the film, Tim? Like, is it quite, is it like a, tragic comedy or is it like straight very straight like i think it's it sounded, sounded quite straight reasonably straight yeah reasonably straight okay yeah i'd say it flirts with a bit of um comedy no with comedy. like the jim carrey stuff in the middle of him trying to get to him how he's thwarted but in general especially with the ending quite straight and almost sincere but also you know social commentary on social media and all that kind of shit but i don't know how that plays into it <laughs> Do any of the characters die? <laughs> what? I feel like you would have said that. That would have been quite the right question. Yeah. Do any of the characters die? Um, no, nah, that's and a bit how? dark, isn't it? I don't oh, want to I... kill anyone off, really. Unless you have the main character, Timothy Chalamet, when everything falls apart, kills himself, and that's I when mean, they I turn think... the cameras back on, and you see Truman just running away. But that's I think Truman. Mind. I I think Truman could die in this on he camera. Could, he could just kill on camera. Kid. I think the birth of Truman and the death of Truman on camera, and he's gone from being a hero to a villain, would be quite a good story to tell. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I think it's better that, that he then is alive to kind of suffer through that when he knows he's done it wrong, and he's then vilified by the public that adored him before. Okay. Maybe he could like bequeath all of his stuff to Timothy, so that he's not like, destitute. I have a question, Tim. No redemption arcs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lauren, go. Um, so... I didn't quite understand. Is Timothy Chalamet, his show, is it on a set like the Truman Show or is it more he's just being followed around the world? Followed around the world. like. And so what's to stop the general public? Yeah, that was my question. Going, well. yeah, mate. This, this is the issue with it. You have to kind of work out some kind of device that would stop them. I guess maybe okay. someone tried when they were younger and they're like basically killed or heavily put in prison <laughs> like, slash like suit of shit and their life falls apart okay. there could be a SWAT team at any moment which is a 500 meter like circumference around his location um, right I'm going to stop you there do you want I'll people going near him stop helping him please I'm out to win yeah <laughs> yeah fixing his movie for him <laughs> I'm, movie, I'm it, on purpose. Max, Max wasn't helping if Tim um, genuinely put the SWAT team in his film, I am not helping him in that instance. No, because that would be awful. <laughs> Terrible no, he, suggestion. He lives 500 metres from anyone else in the world at all times because of a SWAT uh, team. Right. 
Tim, I'm going to give you some scores, mate. So to remind everyone, the four things we're commenting on are relevancy, entertainment value, story, and casting. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 for relevancy. I think I think I think it's basically it's basically what I would assume the Truman Show two would be. Really relevant to the story, it keeps him fairly clear to it. It basically starts another Truman Show, and Truman comes back. Entertainment value, I put six. I think it might be slightly too similar to the old premise to entertain a current audience or a modern audience. I don't think there's enough dark darkness and twists, and I just don't think there's enough to keep people entertained for. Look, we're living minutes. in dark times, Jordan. People need a little bit of a lift. This isn't really a lift film, but still. no, it's not at all. Can I ask a quick, not... a quick question, Tim? Yeah, get a runtime, a runtime for this film, please. Oh shit! Wait, 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 Tim. What's the name of it? Oh, I I struggled with the name, so I went with Tuman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's I love good. it. Genuinely a really love shit it. pun. Human, and then it's a really grim, like, tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wow. okay. And, uh, yeah, the uh, run time. Um, I didn't think about that that much. I'd say you'd want to keep it probably an hour 45. Like, not a 90-minute film, but not hour a two-hour. Yeah, yeah, no more than that. Uh, Tim, this is going to be slightly painful to hear but the story i've given you five. Oh, mate what the story's good the story is fine except for the fact that it has tons of plot holes in it and doesn't really Ooh. make that much sense in, right. in modern context the best the, thing about the it brief the said it didn't was... have to be fleshed out so <laughs> i haven't fleshed I mean, out all the plot that is true that is true mm, but, i mean <laughs> very glaring plot holes that we picked up from your very brief brief should one. be I mean, the whole but premise it wouldn't of it. Work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. The premise of the story. All right. Okay. Nice one. Uh, casting. I'm giving you a seven because I think it's actually quite well oh, cast, and it sounds like Sean Harris it sounds, is dope. It sounds like the casting is really good. Although, what I will say, and the reason I've given you seven is I've given you a blank checkbook. You could go for anyone yeah. you wanted in the whole of Hollywood, and you've gone for some people that might pull people in. If I've not Jordan, heard of them, mate. Good, I'm, they're good actors. Them, I'm not getting the rock in to do like a nuanced <laughs> performance. The Rock is Truman too. I, I think I think it could work quite well. My film's going to have The Rock in it. So. <laughs> well, well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just put a 10 now. Um, the bonus criteria, you scored zero out of a possible five. Oh, I don't know what it is, so yeah, sure. Well, yeah, someone's going to get it. I'm going to feel it. Like also, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, wow. Okay. wow. Okay. Uh, you ended up with Look. 28 out of 45. That's good. Yeah, so I don't think I, don't think I can win, so I'm just going to sabotage everyone else. Okay, all right. I'm He's spinning the wheel. All right, here we go. <laughs> Can I apologise for how over the time limit I went? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to max. I'm going to keep you a bit more to time, mate. Oh, what? No. Nah, 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 Max. You've got four minutes now because we've got to make time you, back yeah, again. Yeah, sorry, sorry. We've, got, we've, got, we've got, now got three minutes. Uh, right, voiceover. He was a hero, and there's inspiring shots of Truman laughing and smiling. Who charmed the world. Shot of Truman on the boat in a storm and challenged us all. But even heroes can fall from grace. Record scratch. Cut to Truman, fat and lying on the sofa at home. Clips of media reporters and TV shows talking about Truman. And there's like shocking sound effects. And they're saying things like, with another terrible performance, Truman Burbank's latest movie is a box office flop. Truman wakes up with a loud burp and slumps his way off the sofa and into the world. Things can only get better by D-Ream starts playing. 
clips of members of the public uh, abusing Truman and shouting things like, hey, look, it's that bum, uh, flipping him off and throwing garbage at him as he passes them on the street. Cut to Truman's agent talking to him in a disgusting agent's office. Look, Truman, you got one last shot at a payday before you're out of the show business game for good. Truman says, so what's the gig? Cut to Christoph's big office. You know, the guy from the first film? Mm -hmm. And he's uh, sat almost uh, towering over Truman. He's wearing his iconic hat. And Christoph says, Truman, I want to make you an offer. I'm making a new show, every bit as groundbreaking as our masterpiece. And I want you to appear in it as a support character. Cut to Truman hastily signing the contract. Cut to Truman working on set, interacting with co-stars and colleagues, having a great time. Uh, it seems to be some sort of Truman-esque show with Truman in on it this time, uh, just as a side character. Cut to Truman making out with his new girlfriend, having fun with all his new friends. Snippets of conversations where Truman's saying how he loves his new job at the Truman Network Village and he'd never leave. We get shots of people watching Truman on TV again in their homes at the bar, laughing. He's saying his catchphrase, things like that. A shot of Truman finishing filming for the day, saying bye to his co-workers. And they're saying things like, great performance, Truman, as he clocks off. Gets in his car, driving home. Things can only get better, starts to fade in again. And Truman is singing along with the radio, having a great time. He goes to turn it up. As his hand moves in to turn up the radio, the camera, the camera follows it in to reveal a tiny camera lens watching him. Cool. So that's the trailer. So essentially... Uh, to flesh it out a little bit, Truman, uh, after he leaves the Truman show, he tries to do a film career. It doesn't pick off. Uh, the public hates him. He gets abused. He, uh, he divorces, uh, what's her name, Sylvia, and his life is just terrible. So that's when Christoph comes back into the scene, gives him the job offer. He signs it really enthusiastically. Um, he goes, he moves to the Truman Network Village, and it's a new show they're making where, like, families come in and the families relocate to this new town and they don't know it's it, that they're being filmed but really they do know and it's because it's so fucking obvious and there's all these different subplots of truman's life on set uh and he's like there's, there's one about him wanting to get more into producing and directing but they're all putting him in under pressure not to not to do it uh so, sometimes he tries to sneak into the mixing production room but they're always trying to stop him he's actually not the nicest person in real life he does some shady things sometimes. He's coming to terms with the fact that when he was on the Truman Show, like he was a really nice person because everyone would always be setting him up for these like amazing like situations, and he'd always come off as the great guy. But in real life, it doesn't work that way. So he's kind of wrangling with that. He's a bit of a, a, a shitty person. He gets a new girlfriend. But he actually cheats on her, and a lot of the the old characters for the from the Truman Show are in the new Truman Network, including his his ex wife from the Truman show yeah. and that's who he cheats on his new girlfriend with. Um, and, and then at some point Truman uh, gets pangs to see his ex-wife Sylvia and he, and he goes to leave the, the, um, the village, the production village. And when he's in the next town over getting gas, everyone's like seeing it's Truman again. And they're like abusing him and kind of like, you know, calling him a bum, throwing trash at him. So he, and he doesn't like it. So he goes back to the Truman village where everything's really nice. Uh, and there's strange occurrences start happening. Like he starts noticing things. There's a really good gag where he, 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 you know, when he's like realizing everything's like a, a facade in the Truman show, that starts happening again. And he runs backstage of the new show, but then he runs backstage of backstage sort of thing. And he's like really confused. So it's a little bit like uh, Inception-esque in a way, how it's the Truman Show within the Truman Show. Uh, so there's, there's gags like that. Uh, and eventually he's, he realizes, yeah, he's in the Truman Show again. 
uh, and and actually he's been the puppet all along and when he left the truman show all his films were financed by christoph and they were financed to be terrible and all the media networks owned by christoph and they all slated truman it was all actors who were hired to abuse him on the street to trigger him so much so that he, he just wants a safe place so that when he gets his opportunity to hastily sign the contract with a not with like a, a waiver in it that signs basically his life over to Christoph that he does it without even thinking twice or reading it properly and so yeah he's been manipulated the whole time and uh, ultimately Truman has to find the resolve to give himself another chance to be a good person in real life really really good Max and pretty Thank concise you. and that's uh, taken uh, six minutes Thank you. And the cast. Yes. Yeah. Same, same, a lot of the same cast members. Yep. Uh, a, a sprinkle of the new generation. Oh. So we've got Zach Efron. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a comedic role as one of the producers of the new show and Truman's new friend. We've got a Seth Rogen cameo. We've got Matthew <laughs> Broderick. We've got Matthew McConaughey. 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 Both okay. Matthews. Both of the Matthews. Broderick and McConaughey. Wow. Oh. Okay. Uh, and then Zendaya as his new girlfriend. Uh, need to Google Zendaya. She's like 24 or something. No, he's saying he's fine. He's Jim Carrey, Truman would be like 60. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We're going to age her up. You're going you're you're to age, age her, her up. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And can you just, because like, obviously you've, you've come at me with a, a list of a-listers, you know I like that. You know, yeah. you know from my background, I'm a big investor on A-listers. I wouldn't I say like most of A-listers. Only have to Google one of them. Let uh, me exactly, that's right. pretty good going. But why, why, why have you chosen them? Because you, it sounds like you've just chosen actors that you like rather than <laughs> actors that could fit into the film. So what's the, yeah. what's the reason? The, well, I don't like Matthew Broderick. Yeah, because he killed a family. He killed a family <laughs> in Ireland. He did kill a whole family. But that's true, yeah. Just like Truman, everyone deserves a second chance. He doesn't. Jesus. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, an absolute classic actor. Zach Efron, got the physique for the ladies. Zendaya, you know, she's hot right now. Seth Rogen, who doesn't like that laugh? Yeah. It's contagious. Everyone. I love the laugh. I love the laugh. Really? Oh, my no, God. It's very good. Laugh. It is very yeah. good. Yeah, that laugh yeah. to bring people in. That uh, laugh to be called... in the trailer. It's yes, cool. it's cool. The True Man Network. <laughs> okay, kind of like okay. kind of like Monsters University. You're taking a little bit of the first thing <laughs> and we're into another one. Good. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, what do the rest of you think? What do the rest of you think? Any questions from the from the floor? Um, I feel like I'd like the ending flash, fleshed out a little bit more because I feel yeah. like I don't know. I'm the not ending sure where didn't... it's going at the end. Yeah. So so you know he's saying he, he's got to break out and become a better person. How exactly does he do that? Or, or is that is that left to the to the next sequel that we'll produce together. So basically, Truman leaves the Truman Show, and then he realizes yep. he's actually not a very nice person in real life, mm-hmm. and then and he's constantly struggling with that throughout the whole film. But then, when he realizes he's all along still being manipulated, he's still actually for a good portion of the film being on the Truman Show. Still, mm-hmm. he has to kind of find the resolve to tell himself, actually, I still haven't had a fair chance to be a good person. So he has to wipe the slate clean for himself and then start fresh. And do you think that you could maybe do, you know, the end of Inception where they're spinning the, um, they're spinning the top yes. to see whether it's real life or not? Could he yeah. be broken out of the show, and then the last thing you see is a little camera like flashing something. off or something? Oh, yeah. like something that like a, that, yeah, just to so kind good. of leave the audience questioning. Yeah, if you're the boss, it's in. If you <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> um, I, I think, unless there's any other questions from the rest of you, 
I think that again is a really, really strong relevancy. It's basically what you'd expect from a Truman Show sequel. Effectively, the same kind of film, but based kind of twisting the twisting the subtext of it a little bit and making him feel like he's had a new start and a fresh start, but keeping a lot of the old character in as well. I think the story is really good. Thank you very much. I want to make a few adjustments to the end, obviously, but that's fine. The casting is good, but I, I don't really understand some of it. I don't really understand some of it. Because Zac Efron for the abs isn't particularly a good reason to bring him in. Although I do get it. It's okay. I mean, it's uh, good money. And yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> what, could, to, to, I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you a point based on your answer to this question, Max. Who'd be on the poster? So you've got the Truman, you've got the Truman Network poster, right? It's quite minimalist. There's not that many people on it. Who have you got as the big heavy hitters to draw people uh, in? Okay, so <sighs> he's struggling because none of them are actual characters. He just named people that he knows you like. The poster is, um, you know, in the first film, and he's drawing in the mist the alien helmet, and his face is in the alien helmet. But there's a mirror, so as you look at the poster, your face is in the alien helmet. Awful poster idea. <laughs> That's going in. That's in the alien helmet. Nah, I'll be honest. That should, like, take, could be that like should a, take points away. It could be like a camera, and you could be like looking into the camera, and your reflections in the camera. That would make more sense. That's but a much better idea. I'm so glad you're marketing budget. But every yeah. post didn't have a camera in it. Uh, you have an unlimited checkbook. Well, no, that's pointless though. You should have to actually try and make money if we're going to talk about. People need to bring in people to go and watch it, which you did for my cast. Tim's had yeah. his go. Tim's no, 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 no. Go. I'm making a good point, a salient point. You can't then spend all of the money in the world. Okay, so I'm going to mark you down on casting. Hey. Number one, because I don't think you can explain why anyone's in it. You've just named some people that are really good in Hollywood. And the fact that... Matthew Broderick. I... <laughs> Matthew Broderick, Hollywood A-lister. Um, Fuck off. I'm I'm giving you ten for relevancy because I think it is it is pretty much a bang on script. Entertainment value of seven. I think your story's really good. I think there's quite a lot of compelling stuff going on, and I like the little comedy twists and the. Although I came up with it, I quite like the bit at the end with the. Well, you inception. can't you can't mark him up for the bit that you like that you put in. That bit is good, Jordan. It's a good bit. That's <laughs> nice. And I'll, 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 I'll mark it up for that. Uh, I'd give you seven for the story. I think there's much less plot point issues than Tim's. Because you kept it in a very safe environment for the film. Just done the same film again. It's gonna five for casting. Five for casting, Max. Okay, five so for my, casting. What's my total score? You've ended up on 28 out of 45. Oh, it's a draw. Oh, which so is far is a draw between you and Tim. And the uh, bonus. You did not hit the bonus criteria, Max. You did I'm not hit the bonus criteria. But right. thoroughly enjoyed that. Right, I'm spinning the wheel. And... Tom, you're up. Oh, thank God. Oh. <laughs> Lauren's frantically rewriting. <laughs> Tom, Truman has just left the Truman no, dome. You, have you do don't have to do a trailer. Oh, okay. Because don't do one like Max's, because that was mainly him talking for five minutes. I didn't understand any of it. I really enjoyed that. That was the best bit of Max's <laughs> pitch. How would that work for the trailer? <laughs> it was very detailed for a trailer. Uh, <laughs> so, Tom, Truman has left uh. the Truman dome. He's what is he it. up to next? Okay, so the opening scene is like, you know, the, the the last scene in the film is him opening the door, isn't it, I think? Yeah. So the, the first scene of ours is he's is like the other side of that door. Ooh, and he just yeah. like, he trips, like it's a set of stairs and he just falls down them. 
And then, <laughs> and then he's like flat on the floor. It looks like an empty like car park or whatever. And then he looks up and there's like a thousand camera crews and the cameras all just go, start going. And then it's like the credit, not the credits. You know when they do the credits at the beginning? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, yeah. yeah. Opening credits. Yeah. Opening credits. Opening credits. Yeah. Opening credits. <laughs> what do you mean the vanity things? Uh, I don't know. It's basically, it's credits at the beginning. It's full credits at the beginning because it's like a five minute montage we're opening with here. And it's just like, so it's like, so at first it's like Truman, emer- it's like all newspaper articles and pictures and short clips. It's like Truman emerges or whatever. And then there's like loads of funny stuff like him struggling to like fit in with the real world. And like articles about him like um, going all over the world on tour and things and pictures of him with like random celebrities. There could be a picture of him with a rock, you know, that could be a thing. Um, and then, but then it starts to get a bit darker and there's a few clips of like natural disasters that happen at the same time. And, uh, and then Truman, who's going to like uh, refugee camps and things like that. And he's, so he's seeing like the real world. He's being taken around by like his ha- handlers, whatever. And then like he slowly looks more and more worn out in all these videos and clips. And then the last, and then like they start to become like, oh, Truman's becoming a mess. Like he's falling apart, like in the news. And then the last one is like a newspaper article and it goes to the front page. It's nothing to do with Truman. And it flicks through to, like the last page of the newspaper. And there's a tiny bit saying uh, Truman has dropped, been dropped by a studio and sponsors after like becoming a mess or whatever. And then that's the end of the credits. And then it opens up on Truman and he's like wasted. And we see him call up on the phone, someone. And we see him like, oh, you ruined my life. And like, you like wrecked me or whatever. And then we cut to the other end of the line and it's Christoph on the other end of the line. And as Truman hangs up, we see Christoph is like having like a breakdown. And it's like, there's like lightning. He's in like the studio and it's like raining and lightning. And then like, he's just like, oh, it's breaking down. And anyway, <laughs> then, we, then we cut to Truman. He's like passed out on a sofa in a, in a flat or something. And he wakes up to go and do something like really normal. Like I don't know, he's got to go and get a driver's license. But he's like fucking this up really badly because he's like, he can't do this stuff because he's lived in like a 1950s town, whatever, you know, like lived on a show. Yeah. Uh, and so like he's getting into all kind of goofs and stuff like that. And people like, but the whole time, this is, whenever he's out and about in this whole thing, people are all pointing at him or whatever and like cool talking to each other about him or like shouting out his name and things like that. And whenever he speaks to someone, they're always like, oh, how's it going, Truman? And anyway, so when he's in this, sh- he's in like, they're doing something normal and he fucks it up and he gets kicked out and he bumps into someone called Tina. And Tina is Cameron Diaz, and oh. they have a little because she's Hello. a strong actor, and like we know they have good. Uh... Jordan like that. <laughs> Didn't need to Google that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Fuck off. <laughs> so they're having a little flirt, and like they and they end up like I don't know. There's like another maybe a montage or some few scenes, and then like they end up like going out, and he's like, actually life's pretty good, you know, yeah. life's pretty good. And then anyway, he decides to call Chris off and like apologize, and he calls up. He can't get through to him, and then like he can't get through to him, whatever. So he he's going about his day, and him and Cameron they're going they go to like a park. There's like a montage where they're at like a park. They're having like the classic like best day. They go to like a fair or something, and then he gets like an ice cream, and then he calls up Kristoff, and he doesn't get through to Kristoff. He gets through to Kristoff's assistant, and he's like, oh, can I speak to Kristoff? And his assistant is like in tears. He's like, oh, I can't do it. And he's like, oh, why not? And he's like, oh, he killed himself. And then as he hears that he like it like freezes on him and he drops the phone and then he drops his ice cream and then it goes to like the audio goes to, like, i audibly like, gasped then i'm in yeah the ice cream drop yeah, yeah. You know, the tinnitus noise like, Bee! Yeah. like yeah, 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 yeah. and the screen whites out and that's the end of part one Ooh. And, then, and then we're going to the, the mid so the middle part it's like 
don't know, he's in the park. I don't know where he is. He's like a mess. He's absolutely falling apart. And he, we're back in his apartment or something. And we're hearing like voice messages from Cameron Diaz. She's like, oh, where did you go? Like, you just left me. And they progressively get like worse and worse. And she's like, why are you calling me? And then like the last one, like, fuck you, why are you calling me? And then the last one is like her going, oh, I guess she like, don't care. Like, she's like, bro, she's like, just don't call me again. And then he decides he's like, needs a new start. So he's walking around like the streets of New York or something or wherever he lives. And he's like getting ready, drinking out of a brown paper bag like they do, like classic. And he bumps into someone in a suit and he like looks up and he has like a flash of recognition. And here we have a flashback to like when he was like young on the Truman Show. And it's him as a kid with like his best friend and they're doing like best friend stuff and saying like, oh, you're my best friend ever. Like whatever happens, like we'll always be best friends or some shit. Like we'll always be honest <laughs> with each other. <laughs> and then well, we go back friend. to it. Like, best friend or yeah, something. It's or made something. very clear, like, they have a, an eternal bond from being best friends when they were younger. And then <laughs> it cuts back, and the best friend is just Will Smith. Oh. And Will Smith's, like, walking his puck. This is a classic cast. Yeah. Of, and of then trailing actors. He's like, oh, my God. And then the other guy's like, oh, Truman. Will Smith's like, Truman, like, oh, you're, like, my best bro. I can't believe it. Like, you're finally out. Like, he's like, I'm so sorry. I never got in contact. Like, like my parents, like, dragged me away from the show when we were on it. Like, he didn't know he was on the show because he was a kid. He's the only person who kind of knows what it's like to have been dragged out of the show, even though he didn't have like the same thing. And then, uh, but Will Smith is like, "Oh, sorry, I'm like working. Like, we should meet up later." And then we like cut away. We see Will Smith walk away in like his like suit and like everything. And then later on, they meet up at like, I think it's gonna be a bar. And Truman's like, "My life's fucked. World's crazy. I wish I could go back into the show." And they end up getting absolutely smashed. And they go back to the Truman studio, and he's like, "I'm gonna break back in." Uh, and have a look but when they get there the studio's just shut down and they go into the room and it's just a massive empty like shell of a it's just like a plain floor like a concrete floor and just a massive empty building and then truman's just like crying and it's like just destroyed and then will's like consoling him and truman keeps saying i wish i could forget and i wish the world would like forget me and then will's looking really concerned Ooh, and then... <laughs> so the next that scene is truman at, home. at the beginning yeah. yeah it's like a setup and then so truman goes home and the next day will like knocks on his door and he's like he's got black sunglasses and a black suit on and will oh, knocks on the door oh, and wow. gives him a card and says i've got an address and i think this pet doctor can help can help you and on the card it says dr weaver and he's like okay and then so and he goes i'll see you later and he and will smith like leaves and then truman goes to the place and he's looking at the door and he's just staring at the card and looking at the door I'm hearing like a voice off screen saying like, oh, what's wrong, young man? Like, what's going on? Like, what's going up? And then Truman's like, oh, I don't know, it's all fucked, isn't it? And then the guy's like, oh, you're Truman. You have like a unique view on the world. We could really use someone like you. And Truman goes like, sorry, man, like, I need to fix myself before I could do anything. And then he looks up to say like, thanks to the guy. And the guy says, if you think about it, give me a call. And he gives him a card and it says like agent something on it. And we look up and it's Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Truman goes into the doctor's show. He goes to the doctor's show, the doctor's room, and uh, he's like, "You don't really see anybody." And the nurses like take him through, and he's clearly in like a doctor's waiting room. No, not a waiting room. Like you know where they like interview you. Like if you're gonna have plastic surgery, they do a cons- consultation first. And he's given like he gives like this really like this is where Jim Carrey can like do some serious acting. This is the Oscar scene. This is monologue about how he needs to just forget what's happening. And then we look up and we hear the doctor say we can do that for you. And the doctor is Linda Fiorentino. Now you're going to have to search that Jordan. 
Yeah, I'm doing that now. I think I just searched that. Who is that? Is she the woman in the first um, Men in Black that's the morgue worker? You're absolutely correct. Yeah, I saw this guy. And then, uh, so the next thing we see is Truman being led to, like, he's being put in scrubs and stuff. And intercut with this is a scene of a massive, like, computer room, like in GoldenEye, when they have to turn all the computer stuff, whatever. It's like a big futuristic, like, NASA-style room. And it's Will Smith is in there. And he's bringing up on all the pictures, screens, all pictures of... um, Truman and all the news and everything on all the screens and it's all being cut with Truman being put into like some machine for his head or whatever and then we see Will Smith go to hit a button and as that happens we zoom in on Truman's eyes and there's a bright light and like a like a sound and then it fades to white and that's the end of that scene like that part and then we get to the end and it opens and Truman's just wearing regular clothes and he's at train station in commuter time and the train station is uh, Montauk in like New York, and uh, no, everybody around him, no one is paying any attention to him. No one's saying anything, and he bumps into a woman. It's Kate Winslet, and out of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, what's Kate, what's Kate up to? he bumps into Kate, and like the woman has no idea who he is. Like just go, oh, like oh, what's going on? And they're clearly like into each other, and they're having like a little flirt on the train. Maybe it's over a couple of days of them commuting. They keep like making eyes at each other, and eventually she like goes, oh, hey, like what's your name? Um, and she and she eventually says like, hey, what's your name? And he says it's Joel. And then like we cut to like a bar, and it's them uh, at a bar. What am I doing here? What the fuck is going on here? Let me get my thing. I'll be honest, Tom. What is going on here? Okay, anyway, they're flirting and shit. They're flirting and shit. And anyway, there's like a whole thing, like he has a little relationship with her and then and they end up like breaking up something, whatever. It's quite a quick thing. And then we cut to him at the bar and he's getting wrecked. The classic like American drunk at alone smashed thing. And then he starts having a conversation with someone off screen who you can't see, but you know they're there because like you can hear him like sit down on the, the bus or next to him. And then we look up, it's Will Smith again. And then Will Smith goes, oh, I think I know someone who could like help you out. And he gives him the card again, and then we hear that like same noise and flash, and then that's the end of the that's the end of the film. Right before Jordan comes in, can I make a point that Jim Carrey's made a main part of this film before, and it's called um, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, where his memory gets wiped all the time. This is the oh yeah, she's in that as well. Eternal, this is the sequel to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yeah, Mind. Yeah, but right because it starts at film. the train station. It starts at the train station. This is the beginning of the loop. That begins that film, Tim. Wow. And that's... Wow. Why did I think it was Men in Black? Because so I, that's there's loads of stuff with well. Will Smith in it. I mean, it's Tommy, essentially... Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. Or his name is. Oh, they're dressed in black. They delete his memory. So There was a lot of 90s fan service in this film. I mean, that's essentially what we're going for. Fine. That's what okay. does, that, does that sell films anymore? I mean, if you're yeah, if you're yeah. a big fan of The Mask, Men in Black, and uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey films, then yeah, I guess so. I, t- Tom, yeah. I'll level with you, mate. I was with you until about halfway, okay, and then it all really got very, very confusing. Um, <laughs> uh, who was Doctor Weaver? Doctor Weaver is Will Smith's. You know, you know the first Men in Black film. Doctor yeah. Weaver is the woman who is his partner in the first film. No, she's so not. She's left. Yes, yeah, she is. What part is she playing this film? Yeah, yeah, but like, so 
No, she becomes an agent, doesn't she? Yeah, she becomes an agent, and we never yeah, see her again. Yeah, she becomes an agent, and we never see her again. And in this, in this universe, Tim, she's left, and she's running a memory clinic using the neuralizer from Men in Black. Wow. Okay, okay, it does make, okay, it does make sense. Does it? Does it? Make sense. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, 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 <laughs> it, it's it's much darker than the than the rest of the films have come out with so far. Yeah. yeah uh, because the real thing is, like, Truman blames it on Kristoff, but really, he was given this brand new chance to start his life, but he fucked it anyway, and you know. What's it called? It's called Lost in the Crowd. That's a Ooh, good title. Good I, do like the, I do like the name. <laughs> well, that's, good. I think, uh, that's a two-hour film. Oof. I think the relevancy... The relevancy, I can't give it ten, because it, it, it goes... <laughs> it's a little bit all over the shop. So I think eight is fair for that. Entertainment yeah. value, I think it'd probably be the most entertaining of all of them, because there's so much going on. I mean, uh, you're, starting, okay. you're starting a combined cinematic universe here. Which is what I like. So I'm going to give it a seven for that. The story, I have to say, because you kept on saying or something every other time. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't score you any higher than like a five or a six. Well, it, was, it, was, okay. it, was, it was a little bit... I enjoyed it, but yeah, I don't think you knew what you were talking about. You were just kind of going, and then they're in a bar and... Yeah. Something. <laughs> like, things need to happen, but like they could happen all over the place. But a bar seemed like the easiest thing I know, to put them in. Right. The casting, Tom... I think is exceptional for the time of film that this came out and for the links that, that all the actors have from various film franchises. I think it's a nine for casting, oh. honestly. Is this film for. not coming and... out? Yeah. So Cameron Diaz, Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones aren't uh, box office pools anymore. They're all in their fifties and they're boring. Yeah, they're all in their fifties. Will Smith's last I mean, three. Jim Jim Carrey's no spring chicken, is he? He's also lost his mind. So I think we're running on we're running on the idea that all these people are still big actors. Fair. Um, otherwise, otherwise, Max is the only one that makes any sense, and maybe yours, Tim. Mine yeah, this, won't this, this is the point I'm trying to get to. Right. The interesting, the, interesting, down on the, cast. the interesting thing is, Tom gets five points for the bonus. Oh, <gasps> well, Tom wins then. <laughs> He's winning at the moment. He's winning yeah. at the moment. So what do you think it is, given the fact that he's hit the mark? There was no well, Sonic the Hedgehog in that, Tim. It? It's just like crossovers. All it had to do was to link into a different film franchise. Fuck and Lauren, I can't, I I can't lay to rewrite it now. Film. Mine I didn't definitely. say, I didn't say film. good. Didn't the entire good. foundation of my story, Tim. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my point. I really went with that. <laughs> right, Lauren, I'm going to spin the wheel, but I think I've got a clear idea of who it might be. Right, Lauren... Truman has left the dome and is stepping forth into the real world. What's he up to next? Okay, so I've written loads down because <laughs> I'm not okay. good at talking. Um, okay. Like, literally, just reams. Wow. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> many notes. I thought my okay. two and a half pages was a lot. I'm, I'm moving my desk down so I can sit. Um, so I'm just going to read because I'm not good at off the cuff and some things like <laughs> <laughs> okay right so the opening scene is the closing scene of the first film so he says his catchphrase he walks out you see all the different people from the public cheering from their sofas in the bar um you see the two security guards who or say you know let's see what else is on and they're about to change the channel yeah but I'm really fucking nervous. I don't know why. (laughs) 
thought you were an actual exec. We're going to rip you to shreds, though. Yeah. Ah, right. So suddenly the telly pops back on, and it's Ed Harris as Christoph announcing that Laura Linney, Meryl, is pregnant um, and that the Truman Jr. show starts in six months. We cut back to the public and they're, they're all cheering again. You see all the different people, like the Asian family, the two old ladies, the bar, and there's even some bloke in a tattoo studio who's already getting Truman Jr. tattooed on his bicep. <laughs> Meanwhile, Truman leaves the set where he's immediately met with producers, lawyers, security guards. He's bundled into a blacked-out van and taken to a press conference. Um, He's in the car on the way there, and all these different people are talking over each other, telling him what he's allowed to say in front of the press, what he's not allowed to say, how to act, all that sort of stuff. We get to the press conference. There's hundreds of cameras, microphones, journalists. Everyone's screaming questions the moment that he gets into the room. Um, Finally, they get to be told to quiet down and one question stands out to him Truman what are you going to do now you're finally free he looks dead down the barrel of a camera and just says go to Fiji from the first film Um, uh, so he then walks out who is stood there just as he gets walks off the stage it's Lauren or Sylvia waiting for him It cuts to a montage of the world getting ready for the Truman Jr. show. There's posters, billboards in like Times Square and Piccadilly Circus, TV adverts, people are wearing T-shirts with it. Um, You see the bar from the first film. It had a countdown of, or like a count up of how many days the Truman show had been on and it's now got um, a countdown until the new programme starts. Um, And that's sort of like the first act, I guess. Um, The next act starts with Truman and Sylvia. They're on a remote island off the coast of Fiji. There's no one that lives there, just like a few locals. It's like a beautiful island. Um, They live in like a bare basics hut. They have like running water and electricity, but there's no internet or they don't have a television or anything like that. Um, And uh, you see them sort of spending their first year falling in love, getting to know each other properly, enjoying their lives together. Um, but there's a voice and you can see in sort of like Jim Carrey's fantastic acting that there's a voice in the back of his head that's growing louder saying, what about your son? Meanwhile, back in LA, it's the start of the Truman Jr. show. The whole world's watching as Truman Jr. is born. Record viewing figures, it's massive. It's even bigger than the first one. And everything's going back to exactly how it was. And the paparazzi aren't trying to get to the island to take pictures of Truman Senior anymore. His stories aren't in the press. It's all stopped. He's becoming forgotten. Um, and then within the show, we start seeing the kid grow up. We see his first steps, nursery, primary school, his first best friend, all that sort of stuff. And casting-wise, <laughs> it's all been said, apparently. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is Truman Junior because I think he is a fantastic actor. And I think as we go along within the story, he will be able to play the role really well because of the drama that's coming. And his best friend is um, Zendaya. (laughs) 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 Because I won't lie, I love her. I think she's fantastic. We need to hit a diversity quota and she's beautiful and brown. (laughs) That's that's my reasoning. Um, And I think they look beautiful together as friends. 
Um, but yes, they do everything. They do everything together. These two best friends, they love each other. Um, they even have their own like secret language that they talk to each other in. Um, behind the scenes, production is slowly crumbling. Christoph is absolutely losing it because over the years, viewing figures are just tumbling. Um, they're just declining and are now at the lowest point they've, they've ever been. Um, so as time goes on, he's coming up with increasingly mad ideas to get the viewing figures back up. So as we said earlier, with like reverting to the standard reality tropes of I'm a celeb, Love Island, all those sorts of things. He's throwing in actors to be bullies to like bully Timothy Chalamet and all that sort of stuff. And it just get it just gets worse and worse. He then resorts to having a storyline where his mum's dying of cancer just to try and get some actual feeling and emotion out of this kid for people to watch. Um, until his newest and latest idea gets leaked to the press, which is that he's going to have a huge explosion within the studio. And he's going to kill off the best friend, Zendaya. There's mutiny at the studio. Huge arguments arguments break out. And, you know, in the first one, there was Paul Giamatti. Who is, uh, uh, which yeah. part was he? He was like his right-hand man, uh, Christoph's right-hand man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we've got a new cast member, which is Anya Taylor-Joy. She was the lead in um, Queen's Gambit. Fantastic actress. And she's very hot right now with with The Queen's Gambit coming out. It's like the most watched show on Netflix at the moment. Um, And those two are sort of like his right-hand man and woman as the showrunners, producers. But there's mutiny. Those two turn against Christoph. We cut back to Truman and he's depressed. His life is... He can't really come to terms with what he's done as a person, leaving his child behind and not going to help him. Sylvie has left him because he's just depressed and an absolute fucking mess. Um, we see a delivery boat, because obviously he's on a tiny island, a delivery boat come up, um, which delivers like his daily food and provisions and stuff, sat on top of a newspaper with a huge headline that says, has Christoph gone too far? When does entertainment become torment? Truman snaps. What has he been thinking staying away? He has to save his son. He runs inside to get his stuff, opens the front door. Who's standing there? It's Paul Giamatti and Anya Taylor-Joy. They've come to save the day, rescue his kid and put an end to Kristoff. Back in Seahaven, it's all starting to slot into place for Truman Jr. His favourite teacher, who is pretty much the only one that's nice to him because all the teachers have turned against him for more plot points and more emotion. Um, the English teacher is urging him to read the book um, Time Out of Joint by Philip K. Dick, which is pretty much the same plot as the Truman Show. So he's trying to tell him without telling him your life is fake they immediately the producers immediately remove the teacher from from the show so that he's he's not there anymore next thing that happens is he's being bullied by these actors that have been put in place and during one of the fights um one of the bullies shouts yeah well at least my life is real realizes what he's done and just runs away and timothy's left going what the fuck is going on goes back home to ask his mum and he's asking questions and she's doing what she did last time. She's being evasive, saying, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And just being really weird. He runs out his back door, turns to the left, sees his next door neighbour that's usually in a wheelchair walking around outside. Ooh, that's a good gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he goes to the only person that he thinks he can trust, which is his best friend Zendaya. Um, 
who is a volunteer at the local hospital. So he knows that she's going to be working there. He heads downtown, runs to the hospital and asks her what the hell's going on. And she confesses, but in their secret language, um, the truth about everything, about his dad, who he is, it all. And he absolutely fucking loses it. That's the middle section. This is the ending. Okay. So she grabs his hand and they run up the stairwell in the hospital to the roof where she knows there's an emergency exit hatch. They have a little romantic scene on the roof, realise that they're in love with each other, blah, blah, blah. Um, We cut to Ed Harris, who's frantic in the control room. Um, Truman, Anya and Paul Giamatti turn up. They've just arrived. Um, Paul Giamatti looks at the live feed on the screen within the production room um, and sees TJ on TJ Truman Jr. <laughs> sees him on the roof and wrongly assumes that he's going to commit suicide and jump. So Truman Senior runs onto the set to save his son's life. Cut to scenes of the world watching all those different people from the first film plus more in horror, like absolutely eyes glued to the screen. So. Truman runs up to the roof and through tears he explains who he is to the son, sort of throwing back to that scene where his dad came back in the first film. Um, they embrace the whole world's crying. Um, Ed Harris, in a desperate, furious, violent rage, starts talking as the voice of God like he did in the first one um, and starts monologuing. He says, you know, you think you can escape me. I made you. You're nothing without me. All that sort of stuff. The producers up in the control room realise what he's about to do. They scramble to get to him on time, but it's too late. He smashes his hand on a big red button and the entire hospital erupts into an explosion. (laughs) (laughs) How is that rigged up a (laughs) minute? But it's the one that triggered all of this. It was the explosion that he was going to kill off Zendaya with to try and create more plot points. Uh... Yeah, so he and the world's watching in horror. Everyone's silent in front of their TV screens, wondering if this can be real or not anymore. The TV transmission cuts off. That's the end. That was really good. I like it. That was really good. Um, I've got lots of things I need to do and score up. Have you got? Have you guys got any questions for Lauren? Yeah, I I have comments or comments. I'll let Matt go first. I love the idea of that the actor playing the bully being in the moment so much that they let slip, at least my life's real. It's like, you've got one job. Yeah. <laughs> but in that split second, they thought they were actually meant to be bullying Truman. Yeah, it's quite believable. It's quite believable. I, li- I like the idea of that's the way that it gets slipped. Yeah. Um, I thought the story was really well fleshed out, much more than I expected anyone would do. And I think it made a lot of sense in terms of the story. I think the relevancy is really high again. So I'm giving that ten. Tim, Tom, what did you think of the of the of the tale before I give my final scores and announce the winner? I think it was the most well developed story. That actually made sense, <laughs> to be honest. I, I zoned out for a second. Who was the mum? Was nice it Max. his wife from Truman Show? Yeah. So it's she. Yeah. She was three months pregnant when he broke out. Got it. Okay, so how how does Timothy in this? Like, how old is the actual? It follows him from birth up yeah. until I would say they're like early teens, like fourteen, something like that. 14. Okay, and Timothy Chalamet is still playing him. Yeah, it's Tim okay. because I feel like that like desperate end where he's finding out what's going on. I feel like really? he would handle that really well as an actor. Okay. 
uh, full respect, Lauren, for knowing the bonus criteria is to have a crossover and not and, doing and it and not bring it I'm in there last minute. I'm not yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to do it. Will Smith. Yeah. Right. I'm going to I'm going to give the scores. Um, relevancy 10 100% I think it was bang on what I would expect from a Truman Show sequel entertainment value I've gone for 8 I think it was pretty entertaining there's quite a lot of action Uh, I think the casting and the story the story was for me an 8 as well I think it was really really good Uh, that's the highest score we've given across the board so far I think it was the most fleshed out casting I thought was pretty clever using people that are very popular on Netflix and using the stats of the most viewed show on Netflix as a, as a driver. Didn't throw, I didn't hear those stats, Tim. I didn't, hear Anya, Ta- I didn't hear Anya Taylor join yours, Tim. No, but Marco down for Timothy Chalmers, he had to Google then. This is the point. You can't have double standards, Jordan. <laughs> but you know, but she gave me the stats. You didn't give me the stats. He doesn't have stats. I told you he's in the biggest film coming out next year. That was a squad. June. June. Which you yeah. haven't heard of, so... <laughs> exactly, no exactly. The, yeah, the casting was eight. You didn't hit the bonus criteria. No. And where that leaves you is on 34 out of 45, Ooh. which puts you bang on with Tom. <gasps> oh, I feel like this can try to get there. better than Tom. <laughs> so, the, I, got the, I, got, I got actual gasps when I dropped my end of my it's, it's the It's the bonus points that got Tom into the into that pole position. Yeah, it's pissed me off. So, I should have cheated. <laughs> the, big, the, big, the big decider is this. I'm glad Max didn't get involved in this. So I want you to tell <laughs> yeah, me Max. about your trailer. And I want, oh. to tell, I want you to tell me, it's going to be, it has to be a minute long trailer or 30 second trailer. And you have to tell me what it is, what it covers and the music in the background. And I'll decide based on those criteria, which is the best Tom's film. Tom's going first. That's so much I'm, to think I'm, up on the spot, but I I'm love spinning it. the wheel. I'm spinning the wheel. <laughs> no! uh, I'm spinning the I wheel. I can't think. I wrote five pages worth of notes. I can't think on the spot. Well, welcome. All right, edit welcome names. to what me and Max do nearly every week. Before we just <laughs> make up bullshit. Here we go. I'm about it's to me. spin the wheel. Oh god, okay. <laughs> That's me. It's me. <laughs> right, Tom and Lauren. This the wheel is spinning, and it's gonna be me. Tom to kick us off. Come on. I feel like that was a lie, but let's do it. Uh, okay, so it starts off like a classic, like, late 2000s kind of thing. Like, you know, the voiceover, like, saying, like, he's uh, now he's in the real world or whatever. And it's, like, all the small things playing in the background. Oh, it's just, no. like, it's the cuts of, like, the comedy things of Truman. So the first one's him, like, looking up from falling over at the cameras. And then there's him, like, bumping into people. And then it does, like, a slow-mo thing of, like, Cameron Diaz turning around when he bumps into her. <laughs> And then it's like them having a fun time, and then the, and then it goes like, oh, but can he put it behind him? And it goes like POV in a crowd. And he's walking through a crowd, and like all the small things goes like all discordant and like horror type Ooh. music. And it's all the people in the crowd are looking at him as he's walking through. And then it ends with all the people in the crowd just walking in like towards him and like closing in on him. And then it goes like like that, you know, like when a high pitched noise like pops out in a trailer or whatever. And then that's the end of the trailer. Stop, Tom, like, can you do the noise again? I don't know what the noise is. Slurp of a milkshake. Yeah. Okay, so it goes from all the small things to a discordant breakdown it's version. That, it's of all the, the same. small things, and then it just ends in like, you know, the really high pitched like note you get like horror mu- mu- music. Yeah. And it just it slowly merges into that, and then it ends with that. And, and that's the trailer. And that's the trailer. That's the trailer. So. I've got a couple of comments, and just just by the way, the way we're going to decide on this is us three are going to vote on the best oh, one God. Okay. individually. 
and there'll be a winner declared from that. The question right. that I have for you, Tom, and I'm going to let Lauren jump in, yeah. is why did you decide not to end the trailer with a flash to the title? Because it's uh, that makes sense actually. A flash could be like a flash and the noise of like the memory deletion. That that's how yeah. It. Okay. He gets lost in the crowd as Cameron you... Diaz like wanders into the crowd, and that's how. No, you didn't do it. You didn't do it. Okay, so we we got his visual draft. I just wanted to add some of my own comments to that. All right, Lauren, you are up. Okay, so music-wise, I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be like um, it's Hans Zimmer, obviously, because only the best, and it's gonna be quite like musically, but there's no like words or anything. It's just very musical, and I think the tone of what's happening in the trailer is followed by the tone of the music. So it starts off relatively light, um, maybe some piano, and it's like him leaving it's like lots of Chris like cutting so it's like Truman leaving it's a press conference he's in Fiji he's happy with Sylvia then the music starts to change and becomes slightly more sort of dramatic and sinister and suddenly it cuts we're back in Sea Haven you see um, all different camera angles and then suddenly it's Truman Jr you see the baby you see him a little bit older with the mum obviously who people will recognize and maybe like a, a poster outside saying the Truman Jr. show or something like that. Um, music is slowly building to um, a massive crescendo um, of like dramatic strings and stuff where you see um, T- uh, Tom Hanks, fucking hell, that's not his name. Jim Carrey, like <laughs> you can see Tom him, Hanks like, in the trailer for no reason. Okay. He's, like windswept on a boat, looking dramatic and trying to get somewhere. He's sprinting. It's all very dramatic. Next thing you know, the music cuts out. You just see the devastation of the crumbling hospital. And and actually, what's the name of your film? The name of my film is The Truman Junior Show. Right. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Good. Okay. Uh, right. So the panel is me, Max, and Tim. Uh, we just vote each, and there'll be a winner because that's Are the way it works. Or we're we just going straight in with voting. What would you like to do, guys? Uh, straight in. Straight in. Straight in, because we've yeah. been doing this for like yeah <laughs> two and a yeah. half hours. Um, okay. So Max, I want to come to you first. Which one? And and a brief description. Really keep it quite brief of why. If. Tom had included the bit that you suggested it would be Tom, but unfortunately I'm going to go with Lauren. Um, I like the thought of, you know, Hans Zimmer. I like the way it matches. I like the the shot of the devastation at the end and all the kind of question marks that that raises. Um, and if, like I said, if Tom had that bit at the end, he would have had question marks, but that's what I need in a trailer. So I'm going Lauren. Come on! Tim, you are, you are up my friend. So which one and why? So I'm going to come in with a hot take that Max and you aren't going to like. I'm going with Tom's because he doesn't have that bit at the end that Jordan suggested because the noise and the flash gives away too much for me. So many films these days are spoiled by trailers that do basically 80% of the film. Tom's is pretty cryptic but it's got some bits that will pull in disparate audiences as well. I'm just a bit of comedy, a bit of unnerving stuff towards the end. People will be like, is this film a thriller? Is it a comedy? I don't know, but I want to see it. Okay, good reasons. Um, 
my choice is purely down to the original brief, which was to create a sequel to the Truman Show. Ah, so Tom uh, <laughs> and I think Tom's. If I saw that trailer without any context, I'd be <laughs> like, "Is this Silent Hill? What the hell is this?" Um, <laughs> would I? Uh, the uh, the 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 brief that was set out was clearly matched by Lauren's trailer, and therefore I'm declaring Lauren the winner of the Fecal Ooh, Sequels Truman Show. Good, come on! Woo. I'm really pleased with myself there. Well done, everyone. It was already good. Okay, I'm, I'm surprised how much effort everyone put in. So thanks for doing that, <laughs> and thanks for anyone listening still. Uh, <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing more positive. Thanks for everyone listening. Oh yeah, thanks for thanks for everyone who's who's listening uh, right now, and thanks for joining us on a year's worth of podcasts. Congratulations, everyone who's been involved in a year of Crap Movie Club. Here's to another year. Let me yeah. just say, I think me and Tim really let ourselves down. The guests have come in, shown us up, you know, they, <laughs> they, they've shown that we're actually not all that. So we've got a lot to think about. I'd like to argue against that and say it's the judge's fault that I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Thanks, Lauren and Tom, for, for joining. Um, that's it, I think. That's it. That's a bonus episode for you. 